Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary.org Hardcore 2.0, episode 22. Today we're going to talk about parapharma, but this time we're going to talk about non-steroid cutters that they have. So these aren't products and compounds and hormones that are going to shut you down. Um, They're not going to suppress your testosterone, your natural levels of testosterone. So these are non-steroid related. So parapharma is really, really popular with their steroid products. But a lot of people don't understand, too, they have also products that are non-steroid cutters, and that opens it up to a lot of you who don't want to use anabolic steroids for for whatever reason. You want to hold off on them or you're taking a break from them, which is which is, you know, something that isn't a bad idea, you know, um, to take a break here and there from steroid use and just stick to the non-steroid cutters during the summer months. I actually like to do that. I like to um, stay off of animal steroids during the summer because of the hot climate. I mean, it's a 110, 115 degree heat index every day. And I work out in in basically uh, the heat, you know. And um, so it's absolutely brutal. And I would prefer not to use anabolic steroids while I'm going through that. And a lot of you may be the opposite. Maybe you don't want to use anabolic steroids during the winter for whatever reason because it's really, really cold where you live. And some days maybe uh, we have we have people listening to this podcast who live like up north, like even in northern Canada, who they're like, I can't even get to the gym during the winter. It's absolutely for two months out of the year. We're lucky to even walk out our door. We have to just stay indoors for days after a, a blizzard or a snowstorm. So that might interfere with your steroid. But these are cutters that you don't need to worry about and uh, they don't affect your body the same way as anabolic steroids do so this is the podcast to really really listen to so let's get into uh parapharma first i'll bring in mobster and the mobster touch on parapharma a little bit because they have been around a really long time and they are in a lot of different places online and they have really some good reviews yeah 100 steve they're coming up on 13 years in business which in this game is a long time, guys. If you're hitting a decade, it's because you're you're pushing out a quality product with options. I mean, we're looking at 45 different products here, Steve. And how, how much do I like Parapharma? I have Parapharma products on my desk right now as we're recording this podcast. I'm going to be running a cut stack uh, at the end of the summer, late August, uh, early September, and that's Parapharma products, ready to rock and roll. I've talked about this before, Steve, but I'll cover it again for those that are new listeners. What, how, how do we rate sources? We rate sources, like I've already said, because they've been around a long time. You don't put out poor products. You don't have poor customer service. You don't fail to hit the mark, so to speak, and still last over a decade. It just doesn't happen. Uh, plenty of companies, and I've referred to this in other podcasts, I know six months, 12 months, and they've got three or four products. So, you know, it's just ridiculous. Then I'm talking something else, which is absolute must in my mind. And I wouldn't consider looking at a site unless they had this. I want to see products test. 
I want to see independent products test. That take the sample of a product from the line, from the warehouse, from wherever you store it, and you take it and you send it off to a lab outside the company, outside your laboratory, and get them independently tested to verify that what's supposed to be in there is in there. I want to see those certificates of analysis available for me to look at. And that's exactly what you're getting on the, uh, the actual ClaroPharma website. I want to see up-to-date tests. I don't want to see four or five-year-old tests. I want to see up-to-date tests. A few months, a year at the most, Steve. And again, that's because you've got a big product line. Some products will be tested more than others. And especially so if it's randomized testing, which is literally go and grab a bottle off the shelf, not sort of pick one, not prepare a product to be tested. Just go and grab a bottle, send it off to be tested. So there's a bunch of things like that. And then they've got stuff like, and I've talked about this before, the work that goes into a label doesn't seem like a big deal to some people, but it is. I want to see properly embossed or indented into the boxes when it comes to uh, lot numbers. I want to see holograms. It's a silly, silly little thing. But if I was producing a scam type steroid company or, or PED company, then my stuff would be printed. I wouldn't have holograms. That stuff's expensive. The labels are expensive. And especially if you're a big company like Parapharma, you're talking about tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of investment just into the label, design, production, uh, the, the lot numbers, the batch numbers, all that kind of stuff. That's the, exactly the same thing that you'd expect from a huge pharmaceutical company. It's exactly what you get when you go and get a painkiller in a supermarket. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It's a massive deal. The comparison, and you can look this stuff up, guys, if you want to see scan products that are a copy of legitimate products, nine times out of ten is printed, not embossed. It's not been pressed into the into the, 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 the box or onto the label. Holograms are literally just some sort of design, like a foil, not proper holograms, and so on and so forth. So all these things are super important. And the last thing, and to some other people, probably the most important, Again, I think that's right up there for me as well, Steve, was that I know people who've tried and tested this product. You can do that via the forums, guys. You come on and say, have you run this product? Have you used this? Did you get good results? Now, it's always hard to argue because everybody's got different aims and different body types and body fat levels and all the rest of it. But if most of the feedback, regardless of those particular issues, comes back as on point, then you know you've got a trusted, solid-ass product. That's exactly how an approved source should work test cells, all that kind of stuff as well, guys. And that's precisely why we love Parapharma. What about you, Steve? Yeah, one of the things I look for is how long they've been around. Reviews, trusted reviews from moderators, trusted reviews from vets on forums, guys who've used it. Um, I mean, you know, Mobster, if he's getting a product in the mail, and um, we have a couple other really, really good trustworthy guys that have raved about Parapharma recently. So, you know, if these guys are brutally honest and they, you know, they got no reason to uh, to bullshit you, you know, they're going to tell you how it is. And we know these guys, if they say, you know what, I use their product, it's good to go. I know if Mobster has something on his desk, I know it's good to go. Why would he why would he use something that he doesn't trust? Why would he use something that's not good? So these are very, very simple ways to know. These are the, the products that guys are using the two, the true gym rats, uh, the true guys who, who work the forums and, and who grind on the forums, helping people day in and day out. These are what they're using professionals. They're using Paraforma. Why would they use Paraforma? They use anyone else they want. They like to use Paraforma. So that tells me that it's a good product. 
And um, also having a strong rep team on forums, uh, a presence um, that tells me that the company itself cares about their reputation and they want to have really good, high quality professional reps who treat others the way that the company would like to be represented and who are fair and who are, you know, who are good people, you know, and not assholes, you know, that are going to go on there and just bully others uh, using their status. And that's something that I've always looked up to back when I was first starting. Um, I looked up to those guys who acted like that. And the people who were assholes, I always said, you know what, these guys, they don't have a future in this. And by gosh, they're gone. They're long gone. So long term, you want to stick to the guys who who are always going to be friendly and who are always going to try to be helpful to you and take the time to help you because it means that they understand the way it works in this world. It's not about being selfish and being an asshole. It's about no. helping others because one day you're going to be gone. So the question is, did you help enough people that they can also pay it forward? And that's very, very important to me. And that's the motivation for me to even do these podcasts is to help people. So yeah. Parapharma, we want to make sure whenever a company has very good professional reps on forums, that is a good indicator that they are professionally run at the top. And they really, really want that type of reputation long term. They're not, look, they're not, they're not a flash in the pan source, like no, one of these no, no. underground. I've seen these guys come and go on the forums. That's not what Parapharma is all about. Parapharma, they've been around for at least 12 years. And by gosh, they're probably going to be around another 12 years, the way they're Let going. Let me jump in here, Steve. I've, actually, I've been on the forums and I've actually talked about particular companies, other approved sources that I've used. The vast and great majority of the products sound. I don't have this great repertoire of using every PD known to mankind. But I say this is what I've used and I've had great results equally. And this is super, super important thing, which I'm going to reiterate something Steve just said. I've had products which I got no results from. That, that was either because uh, whatever else I was using was doing all the work, but I didn't notice any difference when I've added in a product or it just didn't work for me or I wasn't getting the crazy doses as some users use. There's another thing which is super important to me. And I've been on forums one way or another, Steve, it's absolutely crazy to even think about since 1990. So that's 33 years just on the forums, pretty much using the same name wherever I've gone to the point where forums have hired me to come to events all this kind of thing and that comes from feedback that comes from being trustworthy now put it this way whether it's parapharma or any company and i'm including parapharma you send me a product and it doesn't work i'm gonna say it doesn't work companies would be taking a risk if they sent me as we say here in the uk steve a moody product ultimately my reputation is what allows me to be a rep etc etc equally it's a huge risk for a company if they want to scam people and they say, hey, Mobsaw, try, try our products, give them the thumbs up, duh, 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 and it doesn't, doesn't come to nothing, Steve, or it gets tested and it's not what it says on the label. That is a massive risk on their part, whether it's me, you, anybody else, members on the forum and so on and so forth. We've had companies that have done that via the forums and they've come and they've gone, like Steve says. So it's super important that the product is trustworthy, that we, I, I, I like to use that company's product. Like I said, I'm not going to use every single thing in the range. doesn't matter who it is, but the products I've used, if it's worked, if it's been effective, I'm going to goddamn say so. Sometimes more than others, but I will say if it's good, I will say if it's bad. That is 
a big deal to me. I know it's a big deal to Steve. It's the reason why we do this podcast. It's the reason why we're asked to do this podcast because we have the knowledge and the experience and we will say yay or nay. That's just how that stuff works, Steve. Back to you. So let's get into what we mean again by non-steroid cutters and kind of dive more into it because um, it's a really, really important thing to understand. So you got to remember the anabolic steroids. They are hormones and when we use anabolic steroids to reach our goals, we're using a PED dosage of them. So most all anabolic steroids originally had a medical reason for them being created. And they were approved for certain things. Uh, anything from anemia to muscle wasting, preventing muscle wasting, to boosting red blood cells, a bunch of things like that. Um, some of them were primarily made for performance enhancing, and some of them have been since used in the veterinary uh, industry or on a, in the farming industry to help grow animals, to help make them more muscular and more lean. All things being equal, though, anabolic steroids, nobody uses anabolic steroids for um, just cutting purposes. So if you're going to go on anabolic steroids, you can expect more than just being able to cut. The, the idea behind anabolic steroids is recomping, uh, getting stronger, more muscle mass, large muscle mass. Some anabolic steroids are better for lean muscle mass. All that good stuff. Now, the issue, though, with anabolic steroids is that they are suppressive. So what happens is your body realizes I'm getting too much hormone. So they end up shutting you down. This is why you see a lot of people in your gym. They may look really good for a couple months and then they kind of look normal again because they ran steroids for a couple months, then came off, crashed uh, because they weren't producing their own hormones anymore. And then they've had to recover you know, they had a really hard recovery. So they basically lost everything along the process. So a lot of people out there, they don't run a proper PCT. They don't train and diet the correct way, either on or off. So they're not able to hold their gains. So basically that's, that's pretty much. So it's very complicated with anabolic steroids. And a lot of people end up needing to go on testosterone replacement therapy the rest of their lives because they screw up their HPTA and their body can no longer produce their own hormones anymore. So we see this a lot on the forum. So the idea behind a non-steroid cutter is you don't have to worry about getting shut down or suppressed because none of these compounds that we're going to discuss in the next segment will mess with your hormones in that way, where you don't have to worry about getting shut down. They also have less side effects. None of them are going to affect your head hair and cause your head hair to fall out. None of them are going to cause your prostate to blow up and get bigger. None of them are going to cause, you know, changes like acne or skin problems or stuff like that. Um, oily skin and that sort of thing. Aggression. Some people react really poorly uh, to anabolic steroids and get very aggressive on it. They get libido increases. They get libido drops on on or off steroids and it really messes with their mind they get a lot of mind issues mood changes all that stuff right with anabolic steroids well these that we're going to discuss they don't come with that they come with their own types of side effects but when it comes to this type of thing that happens with anabolic steroids it doesn't come with them it also won't 
make you blow up, you know, 15 pounds where people, family members and friends and, and your coworkers are going to be like, whoa, dude, are you on steroids? That's not going to happen with this. What these are actually going to do, mobster, they're specifically designed to help uh, drop water weight. Um, and some of them that we're going to discuss are for that. And we've seen guys busted um, uh, for for using them for that purpose. Some of them are fat burners. They're going to burn fat. They're going to help you cut down. Some of them change the way your body uses energy. Some of them are things that over time help uh, destroy fat cells and shrink fat, fat cells and change the way your body's um, fat storing and fat burning uh, uh, gets affected. So it's really, really exciting to get into these. And you can use these in your steroid cycles and you, or you could use these in between cycles. So and you, some of them you can use post-cycle as well. And you are going to use some of them on cycle or post-cycle or between cycles or off-cycle. So they're not going to affect your HPTA if you use them in PCT. They're not going to affect your HTA if you use them off-cycle. So there's a lot of different ways to use them. I'm really, really excited to get into the next couple segments. Uh, but I'll bring in Mobster. Um, you know, touch base on what your thoughts are by uh, non-steroid cutters and, and why uh, why they're effective before we start naming them and giving you guys some ideas of how to use them for parapharma. I pretty much agree with every single word that Steve just said, so there's very little to add there. But yeah, basically non-anabolic, and, 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 and for that matter, Steve, but not that uh, performance enhancing companies, and non-anti-catabolic, sorry, non-catabolic. We're not looking to treat medical conditions here. And like Steve said, for example, with the case of some steroids, you literally use it, you're using them just to hold on to muscle tissue while you're on a cut, while you're trying to get lean. So there's different uses, different things. I always say to people, go off and look at the original medical reason for the drug being created to get an idea of its action. That, that applies to anabolic steroids and it's going to apply to the cutters that we're talking about here. So basically, what you're looking at quite often, Steve, is stuff that's going to increase your breathing, increase your metabolic rate. As Steve says, destroy fat cells. Uh, some One particular product which we'll be discussing literally is, is a great healer, amongst other things. It thins the skin and, and, and it's even used in anti-aging. I think the the, the uh, aromatized inhibitors that we'll be discussing is something that Steve's touched upon already. Briefly, as, as you said, we, we call them a cutters, but literally they're stopping you gaining water. Uh, and getting the bloat that sometimes happens when you are using anabolics. So there's this particular thing. Some can be used, as Steve said, on cycle, and some can be used in between cycles. Uh, I think at least the, what the, the main first three products what we're going to discuss could be used on or off cycle, Steve. The aromatized inhibitors, they have a particular place, and only those with serious water retention might consider using those uh, off cycle. But again, they all have a place if you're on a cut, they all have a place for people that want to look good. So some of them are literally trying to move, shift, metabolize fat, and the others are going to aid with the thinning of skin if you're already relatively lean and so on and so forth. But otherwise, pretty much agree 100% with the description that Steve's just given because I think it's covered every single angle, Steve. So we're now we're going to go over all the good products that Parapharma has to offer so uh, that are non-steroid cutters. So the first one we're going to talk about is clenbuterol. And clenbuterol is known as clen for short. Um, it's known as the cousin of ephedrine. Clen stimulates beta-2 receptors. It's a beta-2 agonist. 
So it's going to allow you to burn stored fat calories, which is your body fat as energy, before you reach other sources of fuel. So this is a really, really good one um, that has been used for many, many years by celebrities. I know Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan used it, some people like that. Yeah, so it's been used for many, many years for that purpose. Bodybuilders have loved using clenbuterol. It's very effective. Some people absolutely get absolutely ripped on it. Um, and um, at the end of the day, it's originally, remember I talked about certain things were made for the medical um, industry and most PEDs were, and then they've kind of been used by bodybuilders and guys trying to lose weight and, and women trying to lose weight. Same thing here. Clen was approved in parts of Europe as an asthma drug, not in the United States. It's also used in farming um, to feed, get the animals to increase fat-free lean mass. They, so they get more money for the, for the animals. So at the end of the day, it's mainly used as a fat loss drug, pure and simple. And guys will use it on cycle. Um, guys will use it post-cycle, in between cycles, staying alone, and they'll stack it. And on the next segment, we're going to talk about how guys usually stack it because it does really work well with the next one we're going to talk about. But, you know, let's go over a little bit of the benefits of Clen. So it can increase your fat-free mass and increase your basal metabolic rate, your BMR. And um, it also has some anti-catabolic, uh, you know, things behind it. And some guys like to use it in PCT for that reason because it's anti-catabolic. Now, does that translate to real life? If you're a guy who put on like 30 pounds and of uh, on your bench and, and put on like 15 pounds on cycle, is Clen going to help you keep that? No, of course not. But, you know, in, re in the real world, sometimes things don't translate. So really, at the end of the day, I would classify Clen primarily as a, as a fat loss, you know, fat loss for sure. So magic pill, I wouldn't go that far, but it's definitely something that you can add to use as a fat loss uh, product. So uh, basically the way it's used, and I'll bring in Mobster to touch on it a bit, but usually men will start at 40 micrograms, women will start at 20 micrograms, and then you will gradually increase your dose as you go along till you get to a desired gun. And so in the next segment, we're going to kind of get into more about dosing and how you would stack it. But that would be basically the basics behind Clen. And, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, there is a downside to it because of the way it's changing to use your energy. So let me go over to some of the side effects that you have to be aware of, too. And a lot of guys who use Clen, they're like, I'm never using this shit again, but they end up using it again. And then after they use it, they're like, man, I'm never using this shit again. But then they go back to using it again. It's one of those that you sometimes hate being on it, but you're yeah. like, shit, I'm going to go back and use it. So dizziness, heart palpitations, sweating, overheating, blood pressure problems, heart problems, anxiety, shaky hands, heartburn, um, insomnia. These are some of the really common things that people have reported from using Clen. And it's just a matter of how much can you take. And um, some people, you know, they don't, don't want to deal with it. So they will come off of it really, really quick. So, yeah, Mobster, let me bring you in. Touch a little bit on Clen, and then we'll move on to the next one. 
Yeah, I mean, again, agreeing with Steve, I've, I've seen this in person and I've described this when we talked about Clean Boot Roll before, where I've seen young ladies specifically come to our local gym asking for clean, I need some kind of fat burner, da, 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 adequate discussion, and eventually they've gone away with clean. And, and for some people, and we will address this as well later on in the podcast, that they absolutely will get way, way more benefits if they put in the work, if they do the cardio, if they do the diet, if literally they cut out the crap. Uh, but the thing I think it is and something to address, especially when Steve's just talked about the side effects and what Steve said about people saying they can't handle it and then coming back and trying it again was kind of funny but true. Um, it, it can give you symptomatic, symptomatically the feelings of what you, for some people feels like an anxiety attack. And it's kind of like they're uncomfortable. I've actually touched on this when I've turned around and said, any product, any PED that makes you quote unquote feel the product working is potent. Some do, some do not. And the ones that do, and I think Trent would be a great example here, Steve, are the ones that are the most anabolic. They, they're the ones that are most likely to give you recomp, the ones that are most likely to help you lose fat. Uh, but people want it easy. They want it soft. They want, literally want to take a pill that they can't feel working, but the fat drops off. doesn't exist. The most potent fat burners known to mankind all come with horrendous feeling or actual horrendous size. There's, there's fat blocking pills you can get prescribed to you that gives you oily shit, guys. It's just, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's blocking the fat, so there's more fat in your shit, and it comes out when you're having a poop. It's no more or less complicated than that. But who wants that? It's literally staying in your underpants. Clean blue roll comes with a kick. It comes with a kick that for some people will feel like, as I've already said, a kind of anxiety attack. And that's why it can it can freak people out. Oh, what the hell's going on? Well, that means the product's doing what it's supposed to do. It's actually got enough of a kick that it's helping you metabolize fat. That's what that feels like. Once you get your head around it, once you realize you're not freaking out or having an anxiety attack, you go, okay, the cleanse kicks in. And of course, we'll talk about dosage and how you can tweak that to just bring it back down to comfortable levels later on in the podcast. That's how we manage it. That's how you mitigate those side effects. But be warned. This is the case. Any anything that really, really works comes with a kick. That's it. It's, that should be like on the label, Steve. Back to you. Next one we're going to talk about is T three, Cytomel. And in in the business of Cytomel, we got to remember this one. Instead of taking something that acts more like ephedrine or, or a stimulant like Clen is, which changes the source of your fuel. T3 is actually in medicine is given to people who have a, a slow thyroid to speed up their thyroid, speed up their metabolism. So in bodybuilding, we've ripped that off to be used for us to help speed up metabolism. And with this one, it's basically going to cause your thyroid to go from being underactive or average active to overactive. And that's going to help speed up your metabolism so you burn more calories during the day, no matter what you're doing. Whether you're sitting on the couch, you're going to burn more calories than you would without it. If you're exercising, you're going to burn more calories than you would without it. So it's a regulator of oxidative metabolism and energy. That's how it works. It will increase the uptake of nutrients into the mitochondria. It causes a raise in the activity of the oxidative metabolic pathway. 
So everything is going to work harder within the organism and the body's going to demand more fuel. So every if you keep your the amount of calories that you're getting in throughout the day, I'll, I'll dumb it down that way. If you keep the amount of calories you're getting in during the day and you keep the amount of calories that are going out during the day and you add T3 to it, you will burn more calories going out. So that's going to help you obviously lose weight in the process. So a lot of people like to use T3 for that reason. Uh, specifically, the increase of ATP and metabolic activity is going to help your body burn fat. So bodybuilders absolutely love it. Pro bodybuilders, I have no doubt most of them, if not all, are messing around with T3 going ahead of a show. It helps them cut. If they're at 6% body fat, they want to get down to 5 4 or less body fat. They're going to need to take things to another level. They're going to need to add T3 to help that happen. So um, it's really, really hard to get your body fat that low. But T3 gives them that edge where they can do it. So the downside, though, with T3 is it does come with side effects. And again, we're going to go into dosage on the next segment, how to stack it. But I'm going to go over the side effects now. So if you abuse T3, you're going to have excessive weight loss. Headaches are what people complain about. Body shakes and body tremors, similar to what happens on Clen. You could have stomach issues. You could be irritable on it. Insomnia, pretty common. Um, sweating, very, very common on it. Your body's metabolism is running so fast. Your appetite could go up on it because you're burning so much more calories that your body's going to want more food. And then issues with heat. You know, are you, are you, uh, same thing with Clen? If it's hot outside and you're trying to exercise in the heat, you could find yourself ending up like on one knee, be like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't take this. I can't take the heat. So be very careful when you're on this type of compound that you're not exercising. You know, you don't do what I do, which is go and uh, work out in the heat to, uh, to get a good sweat. So I bring in mobster, mobster touch on your thoughts on T3. Yeah. I don't, I, there's two things that occur to me today. Both are kind of negative. So, I mean, Steve and I, I'll do a positive first, actually. So Steve and I are super duper uh, on the whole mitigation of side effects and using moderate amounts of PEDs to get the best possible response from your body. So in other words, as best we possibly can, we're trying to give you safe, solid advice, sensible advice that's going to work for you in the long run and so on and so forth. So for example, on the negative, uh, I think last year there was a couple of really uh, serious issues. I think my, one of us was a deaf Steve where uh, one particular uh, performance coach, a prep coach, if you like, was essentially uh, getting ladies, this was what he was prepping female competitors, they were coming to him and they were out of shape and they had a competition coming up to four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. So basically he gave them absolutely crazy dosages, especially of the thyroid, clinic, stretcher, stimulatory type products, above and beyond the anabolics to get their body fats down. They were doing crazy diets, they were doing crazy sauna heat work etc 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 and then there were massive amounts of stimulants uh, thyroid affecting drugs and so on and so forth and lo and behold what a shock and surprise some of them got ill it's absolutely crazy it's worked for other people yeah yeah but you're not a doctor you're not introducing you're not these people are coming to you quote unquote desperate 
and you're doing crazy fucked up shit to get them into shape. A couple of them worked, but a couple of the other girls had to stop. They felt ill. It was terrible. Uh, whatever. And of course, what he should have done is literally said, we haven't got enough time. We're gonna, if we, to get you into shape, we're going to have to do crazy stuff. And that's unhealthy. And this is what, the, this was the truth. So thyroid drugs, including C3, there are issues. And this is again why Steve and I will always recommend what we call sensible, low and effective dosages over and above crazy stuff. We will sometimes give you examples of the more extreme things, but this is not what we're recommending, not what we're suggesting. And of course, you're all responsible for this in this podcast. You make decisions yourself. So with that said, as I say again, does it have its place? Absolutely. Of course it does. And like Steve says, if you're a competitive athlete, and I've been a competitive athlete in my own particular field, you your mindset is to do what needs to be done. And when it comes to bodybuilding, what you're looking for is to be absolutely ripped to shreds on the day of the judging of the competition. If it's a two-day show, there are issues. Some people come in a little bit less and then hit the next day super ripped. Other people do it the other way around. If it's a one-day show, you're literally, Steve, really looking for a couple of hours, looking absolutely fucking amazing. So people will do stuff that Steve and I might not recommend, but I get it. I understand the competitive attitude. I understand the, 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 the mentality that makes you want to be absolutely ripped to the bone and the desire to win kind of overrides everything else. So they will push the envelope in that particular regards. But our typical listener, Steve, of course, is looking to get into shape. They want to see their abs popping. They want to see those rib muscles, the psoriasis, the intercostals shining. They want details. They want vascularity. And so we can recommend, as we will, dosages, which includes T3, that's going to get you there, guys. And obviously, we make sure that you're covered on the diet and the cardio and having everything else in place as well. Back to you, Steve. All right, so let's hit the next one. Next one is human growth hormone, HGH. Now, if you watch a lot of TV, you've probably seen these commercials. Uh, you'll see these guys go on there, and they're older guys, and they're 50s and 60s, and they'll be like talking about how much they love HGH and what it did for them, and it changed their life and all this stuff. So HGH has become really popular with the middle and older age crown mobster, um, pretty much your age group especially. And the uh, idea behind it is you you take it and it helps with anti-aging. It helps make you feel young again. It helps with your joints. It helps with your ligaments. It helps um, your skin, everything from top to bottom. One of the things, too, it helps with is fat loss. And a lot of guys who are in the professional bodybuilding world, they 100%, 100%, are using HGH and HGH when you use it in the long term, three, four, five, six months. And again, we're going to get into the next segment, how to use it most effectively, but it becomes a great fat burner. And I've actually used HGH myself for two months. Um, and I was actually able to notice I was getting fat loss on it even after just two months. So not a lot, but I was able to get it. Now, it's not going to be something like Clanner T3 where you run it for a couple of weeks or four weeks and you get some really crazy fat loss, but it's more of a sustained fat loss. It's more of a long, intermediate and long-term fat loss once you stay on it. So a lot of professionals love HGH for that reason. So HGH, it's it's different than Clanner T3. It's a peptide. It's something that you're going to have to get 
Um, you're supposed, you're going to get the, the white powder in the mail. You're going to get a kit, it's called. And you're going to mix that white powder very, very carefully, just like any, <clears throat> any peptide. You're going to store it very carefully, just like any peptide. And you're going to be dosing it just like any peptide by injecting um, the sub 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 Q injections, shallow injections, really you can inject it anywhere on the body. A lot of guys will prefer to inject it um, in the, into their stomach fat. Um, it's not like it's going to be a spot injection, but they inject in the stomach fat just because it's an easiest, it's an easy injection with a, uh, doing it sub Q that way. And, you know, look, growth hormone, it's, it's found in our bodies. It's a protein has endocrine functions in living animals and is synthesizing cells from amino acid. Growth hormones stimulate cell reproduction, cell regeneration in humans and animals. So you're not just going to get fat loss with it. You're also going to get other benefits when it comes to cells uh, growing in the, in the body. Um, now, um, <clears throat> you know, those guys who do those commercials on TV, they're, they're worried about anti-aging specifically. They're worried about, I want to slow down my aging process. I want to feel young again, all that good stuff. From a PED perspective, we want to use it to really complement our other compounds that we're using and really turning us on into these beasts. That's why you see these bees, pro bodybuilders, 280 pounds. Now, specifically for fat loss, it doesn't have to be that way. You can use HGH solo just for fat loss and get all the benefits of fat loss in, in, that, in that way. So again, it's not going to shut you down. It's not suppressive the way anabolic steroids are, even though it, it is a hormone, but it's a peptide hormone. And you got to remember, in our bodies, we naturally produce growth hormone, but as we get older, it drops. So many of you who are listening to this, who are young in your twenties, you still got a lot of growth hormone going. That's why you're able to recover from your workouts easier. You're able to lose fat easier. And that's kind of a bro science thing, but it is true. I'm just telling you the way it is. Once you get older, it's not so easy to have abs. Anyone who's older than 40, who still has abs, you get my respect. Who isn't like a crackhead or anything like that? You get my respect, all right? Because that's hard to do for that reason. Um, but ECH gives you that extra weapon to go ahead and use, and use fat loss. And once you get in your 40s and 50s, a lot of guys specifically will use ECH primarily for fat loss. But it's an expensive compound to use. That's the that's the disadvantage. You're wondering why. Why, Steve, why doesn't everyone do this? Because it's expensive. If you go to an anti-aging clinic, it's a fortune. We're talking five figures a year to get on, on HGH for the year. So it's very expensive to use. But Parapharma, they have a really, really good HGH that is affordable. And it's called Paratropin. It comes in a 100 IU kit. And this is not a product that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. To purchase, they make it affordable that you can buy the kit, and the kit comes in 10 IU vial, and it's 100 IU per kit. So there's enough in there to last you quite a while if you're using it at a sensible dosage, which we're going to get into shortly. Now, obviously, pro bodybuilders they don't use HGH at sensible dosages; they abuse HGH. But you, you want to use it for fat loss specifically? It can be very beneficial for fat loss. Now, one of the other downsides to HGH too, um, it's not really much. There's not much downside to HGH, but one of the downsides 
initially that you may experience is a little water bloat, which is not something you want. And another thing you can experience is appetite increase. And that could be a problem, especially if you're looking to lose fat. So that that could be an issue uh, for you. So I'm going to get into dosing it. You know, there's some tricks to how to dose it. We don't, we don't get the appetite issues and stuff like that also. Now, if yeah. you abuse HGH, now we're getting into more side effects. I'm talking about abuse. Abusing HGH, I got full disclosure, carpal tunnel syndrome, very, very common. I've had clients come to me who've run HGH, you know, at double the recommended dose, and they've ended up with carpal tunnel issues. So don't you don't want to abuse HGH. You don't have to abuse HGH to get the benefits. Another thing is the cancer risk. If you've got cancer cells in your body that are growing already and you add HGH to it, HGH can cause those cells to, to grow even more. But again, that's with abuse. So with HGH, I'm very confident if you use it correctly and you use it properly, you won't get any side effects on it because again, HGH is naturally found in our body already. So if you you don't want to use it at too much of a high dose, where it's absolutely causing uh, those types of issues. So Master, I'll bring you bring on this, uh, bringing on this. Um, you're getting too yeah. close to that age I where am. your HGH is probably almost gone. You're not producing <laughs> HGH anymore, so you may want to consider HGH soon, huh? Yeah, if you guys are on the forum, you'll know that I'm actually running a psalm right now, which in in its, in and of itself boosts my my natural level. So 100%. Why am I using that? Uh, not just because of my age, as Steve said, because I'm not really that vain that I worry about how I look the odd line or two. Uh, maybe in the morning, guys. But here's the thing. I am of an age where I've been pounding the weights in the gym for a very long time. And to get to world-class levels of strength, as I have done in my chosen niche, and even just in gym weights, I'm still using pretty crazy weights on some exercise, and especially so for my age again. The risk of injury, the, the pounding I give in my joints, it is, I've been training for 43, 43 44 years, Steve, this, this summer. So, you know, I'm going to have issues. I'm going to have sometimes stuff that aches and whatever else. And one of the great things with HGH, GH for short, if you like, guys, is especially not just in bodybuilders, but in strength athletes, powerlifters, strong men like you see on the TV and wherever else, is tissue repair. Now, obviously, that's great if you're repairing your skin for the anti-aging, but what we're talking about here is injury stuff, wherever that's uh, a, a, a sore elbow, tendon, uh, bones and stuff around the shoulder from wearing and tear and so on and so forth. So it's absolutely amazing for that. And again, like Steve says, in terms of the longer, the better in terms of use. Something I will add as well, Steve, is that relative to our income, growth hormone, HGH has come down. It's not cheap compared to, say, for example, a, a cycle of Dynabolt, but it's still come down relative to our standard of income. It probably costs the same now, as it and slightly less than some examples, as it cost 10 or 15 years ago when our income was less than it is now. So again, we're able to afford more of it. So there's stuff like that. In terms, I've actually thinking while Steve was talking earlier on of a very famous action movie star who I believe is 70 something years of age. Him and his great uh, film on screen rival uh, were probably almost identical in terms of the GHUs, but specifically, this particular action movie star had an aid caught with this particular product which was prescribed it has to be said but they were caught coming through australian cousins and they but they kind of got into trouble and the fines were paid and so on and so forth so let's just say that he's a big fan 
and he looks absolutely fucking amazing, Steve, at 70-plus years of acting, very, very good condition. You know he's 70. You can see some lines and stuff in his face. There's a few grey hairs here and there, but his physique, his body looks absolutely amazing. So, yeah, that's the stuff. And that's one of those perhaps Hollywood secrets, guys, in that they do use performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, they do train incredibly hard. They'll get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to hit the gym. They've got on-site prep coaches both on the set and at home. And growth hormone is one of the drugs that they've been known to use to get into the action, whether it's a, if it's a big DC or a Marvel comic movie. They, some of it's CG, guys, and some of it's actual muscle tissue. And some How of many actual... celebrities have you know have been busted for it in airports and stuff? Well, this is what we're talking about. The specific one in example was he was coming to Australian companies with a team, I think it was seven people. That would be AIDS, PR, whatever. And one of the bodyguards, I believe, took the blame for it. It's, it's in the newspaper, guys. You can find it for yourself. And again, like we said, I've, I've done this as another podcast, Steve. If I'm getting paid $25 million for a movie and it relies on me looking in amazing shape, then I'm going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to train with a hard-ass 100,000 six-figure uh, coach. I'm going to have someone in the kitchen in my house prepping food for me. I'm going to have prep food delivered to my set. I'm going to be in goddamn shape. And it's played... They, they downplay it, but performance-enhancing drugs, including growth hormone, are included, included in that repertoire. And why the fuck not, Steve? Seriously, $25 million for a movie, cut, the cut of the, the, the gross, I'm going to do whatever the hell it takes to get in a shape, and growth hormone is there. And then, of course, that's just looking good offset, being able to attend the premieres and stuff like that. You want to look younger than you do. You want to be available for work. You love acting. You love the, the salaries. You will do what it takes to get in shape, whether that's having handmade suits and dresses for the men and the girls, but it also includes a performance and some drugs, just like growth hormone. So absolutely. I've also I very quickly touched on the side effects that Steve's already addressed. I did some research years ago for a couple of guys, one with Crohn's, one with colitis, and did the whole dosage thing. And funny enough, I went to an HIV slash AIDS forum where the guys were that could afford it were spending $500 a month at that time, slightly less now, as I say, and slightly less in terms of percentage of income, and looked at the dosages, and we're going to touch on that, but pretty much it was about managing and mitigating the side effects, like Steve said, and the carpal tunnel was nearly always, the syndrome, nearly always an indication you've gone slightly above where you needed to be. That and the occasional bit of what we've mentioned that Steve's already mentioned. And so, again, Run it for as long as you can, but ease back a slightly when you start to see those side effects coming in. So on, on to the AI, Steve, which we're also talking about in brief uh, in terms of the uh, effects on how you appear, because that's what we're looking at here today, guys. Back to you. Yeah, so, a, you know, these aromatase inhibitors, um, so Paraforma has three options for you. They have aromacin, they have arimidex, and they have letrozole. Now, AIs, you wouldn't think, would be used uh, for cutting, but they are. Um, in fact, we know of John Jones uh, from the UFC. He was actually stripped of his interim light heavyweight championship for using letrozole, um, among other things. And the reason that they they use letrozole, uh, Brock, Loz, uh, Brock Lesnar also was banned for one year from UFC. So these guys... Why? Why are they using these aromatized inhibitors? It's because they need to make weight. They want to compete in a weight class. They're a few pounds over where they need to be. So they use an AI to drop that, flush out that excess water out of their body. And that will get them 
uh, to making weight. So it is absolutely um, a tool to use uh, for that purpose. Now, it's a short-term tool. So unlike the first options we mentioned, which are intermediate and, and, and even with ACH, obviously long-term, with aromatase inhibitors, they're more short-term. They're more, I'm going on vacation in a week. I want to use an AI ahead of it to flush out excess water so I can look really good. I'm getting weighed in for a competition for weightlifting or, or you know, MMA or boxing, whatever. I want to be able to make weight at a lower weight class so I can compete against guys who weigh less, you know, than, uh, than, than I would at, at a higher weight class. So absolutely, they use these AI. So you've got aromacin, aromatics, and letrozole. Let me go over them. Uh, how you would use them. Um, now, you want to be careful with using these because the side effects of having low estrogen levels are you could be uh, mood changes, depression, dry joints. These are some of the issues that you could experience with low estrogen. Also, libido loss. If you got low estrogen, it can, it can definitely hurt your libido. So with the aromacin, you want to run it 12 and a half milligrams, 10 milligrams, somewhere in there once or twice a week if you're running it solo ahead of it. Um, if you're running a Rimidex, about one milligram a week, even half milligram a week would be plenty. Letrozole. Letrozole, the dosing on letrozole is going to be a little different. Um, when it comes to letrozole, the, it's got a pretty good half-life. So quarter milligram, um, I would say every three days would be would be ample for you to cut down. So with these, you want to kind of play around with the dosages and see where you're at. Because again, you're not using anabolic steroids in this example where they're causing water retention like testosterone or dianabol. It's going to cause an aromatization of estrogen where you would need an AI. Well, in this case, you want to use them to cut ahead of something. So you want to start using them ahead of your vacation, ahead of your beach day, ahead of when you need to weigh in. And that will cut off. Basically, you're losing water retention. Now, our fat cells also, you can flush out our fat cells as well by using an AI. That's kind of a bro science thing, but it is technically true. You also remember in our muscles, our muscles are made, mostly made up of water. So you would come in a little flat if you were to, to uh, drop your estrogen like this. But again, our goal here is to cut down, is to lose weight. So in this case, they can they can be used for that. So let me backtrack a little bit and let's go over how to use Clen, T3, and HGH. I already covered how to run the AIs if you wanna go that, that route. Now the AIs have a lot of less complications, a lot of less side effects than Clen, T3, and HGH. So listen very closely on how to use Clen, first of all. Clen and T3 are like peanut butter and jelly. A lot of guys like to use these two together. You add in HGH, then now you're talking. You're talking a really good potent fat loss stack that you can use all together. So I'm gonna go over the dosages, and if you choose to try to experiment and use them together, you can. You don't have to. You can use them individually to try them out and see how you do, or you can use two of these together. That's fine. But at the end of the day, I'm just telling you the way guys usually like to do it. They like to use, they like to use clan and T3 a lot together, and they like to use HGH too and to be most effective. So this is how I would do it. So with clan, you really have to play around with the dosing. Um, it's really dependent 
on how your body reacts. So guys, they start with 40 micrograms, as I said earlier, women, 20 micrograms. From there, you increase the dose. Every couple days, every three days, you raise the dose by about 20 micrograms till you till you get to your desired level. Then you keep it at that level. Now, your desired level could be 100 micrograms, 120 micrograms, 140 micrograms. I've heard of guys going up close to 180 or 200 micrograms. That's crazy, but some guys do it. It just depends on what you want to do. Once you start getting the side effects that I talked about earlier, that's when you know you've reached your desired level. And you could even drop back the dose 10 to 20 micrograms. And then you stick to it. Now, some people like to do two weeks on, two weeks off. Other people, the most effective way for fat loss would be to stay on longer and go four weeks, six weeks. Now, in that case, you would definitely increase your dosing slower. So it wouldn't be every two or three days where you where you increase it. That's for two weeks on, two weeks off. In that case, you'd be every four or five days you'd increase it. So you get to your desired level. And then play around with your dosing. If it's a lot of side effects, drop it down. If you're getting a lot of side effects at 120, drop it to 100. You know, But you need to get some of those side effects to, ha to have it be most effective in your body. Now, in terms of T3, you want to run T3 at minimum your body okay your thyroid is already going in your body right so if you run the same amount of t3 as your body is is producing it then it's kind of like doing testosterone replacement therapy just doing 100 milligrams you're shutting yourself down and just adding the bare minimum to it that'd be like running a steroid cycle with testosterone and just doing 100 or 80 milligrams a week it doesn't make any sense so with T3, you want to run it at a higher dose than what your body would normally do because it's going to suppress your thyroid. It's not suppressing your testosterone or your hormones in that way, but it's, just, it's suppressing your particular hormone that stimulates your thyroid, you see? So you really want to run it, you know, uh, at least 50, uh, at least 50 micrograms a day. And some guys go to 75 micrograms a day. So you want to do that every day and you want to, um, some guys like to split it morning and evening. Some guys like to run it all in one shot. So either way you can do it, you can do it that way. And that would keep, that would get your thyroid going hyper more, more than usual. So that would be how you would do it. And you could stack it with uh, the clen. HGH. Now, a lot of you out there, a lot of clients come to me, they want to know how to dose HGH. This is what I tell them. If your HGH is down to almost nothing and you're not producing HGH very much anymore, just a small amount of HGH will go a long way. But if you're in your 20s and you're still producing HGH and you add HGH, you're not going to notice as much of a difference. This is why people say, oh, in your 20s, HGH is kind of a waste. And I think it is, you know, all truth be told. So if you get into your 30s and 40s, and you want to start using HGH, that's a different story. But in your 20s, eh, you're still producing good HGH. So adding it wouldn't make that much sense. But look, hypothetically, let's say you wanted to do it. I would start out at 1.5 IUs per day and then go from there. You could go to 2 IUs, 2.5 IUs if you want. There really is no reason to overdose on HGH. It's not beneficial when it comes to fat loss. Because with a fat loss with HGH, it's about staying on it for a longer period of time. It's not about the dosing. So it's not like it's not a drug 
like clan or t3 where the more you run it the more all things being equal fat loss you're going to see to the point where you just got to be able to handle the side effects well with with hgh it doesn't work like, like that because hgh you got to run it like two three months minimum minimum to start seeing the fat loss benefits so and if you run it too high, you're going to get unnecessary side effects and it's not going to help you necessarily burn more fat. So I recommend you do it You do it that way. Start out with 1.5 IUs. You can go to two IUs, no more than 2.5 IUs per day. So Mobster, I'll bring you in. Touch on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I think the sweet spot for most people, and I base this on looking on the forums and seeing the results people have got, seeing the photographs they posted up and so on and so forth, seems to be, in my opinion, Steve, Five IUs every other day, which is the equivalent to 2.5 IUs a day. So you're literally looking at half of you this way or that way in terms of what people are getting great results from. And at that level, you're negating 99.9% .9 of most of the side effects. You've got to be super sensitive or having other stuff going on to see particular issues. Uh, I think 100 IUs on that basis, Steve, which is typically what most sellers sell and including parapharma in that particular regards, will last for 40 days, guys. So in fact, it's more than a month supply. And again, at a reasonable cost, uh, I'd actually suggest looking for sales when they come on, they are available and stocking up in that particular regards. One key thing when it comes to human growth hormone, don't prepare more than what you need for more than a couple of days. Keep it refrigerated. Steve mentioned about the, the reconstitution earlier on. Listen to that part again. So that's super important. Before we finish off, Steve, any of the things that we discussed today work better if your diet, your lifestyle, your cardio, your food prep, whatever, is on point two. Some, in the case of, for example, the cleaning of C3, have an effect on your body, your metabolism, how their, their mechanism of action, just sitting there with the product in, in your body. However, you will get better results, greater results. You will be leaner if all the other uh, bottles are all lined up, Steve, if everything else is sorted. So I always talk about this, and we've actually mentioned this on, on, on the forums and on podcasts, I would actually have you kind of prep before, meaning you clean up your diet, you start getting more steps in, you start doing more rowing in the machine at the gym, getting out on a bike, just literally increase your activity levels, you're cleaning up the diet, you're throwing out the junk foods, you're starting to prep food, and all of these things in place before and then during when you're using these particular products. And in course, even afterwards, Steve, you know, there's no point in getting crazy, crazy lean. And, and even just into normal kind of shape, guys, if you're then going to go and get fat afterwards. But if it's for a competition, if it's for one particular occasion, I understand it. But you can still have those good habits in place afterwards. And then you can bring the product back in again at a later date to just drop a few percentage of body fat, just drop a little bit of water. Like Steve said, there are, there are models, people that do photo shoots listening. It's not just for the beach and a holiday or a wedding, not just for competition. Some of you actually do photo shoots and you need to look for social media, all these kind of things. So, so these are tips that you can use using these products that are going to help you and get you into that particular place, making you lean, making you shine, making you look good on camera or whatever else is needed. As always, guys, Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the first amendment.